America, it is a dark day for mouthy Negroes, of which I am one. Both I and Chris Rock are mouthy Negroes, and some would say it's a uh, it's a job or it's a vocation, right? So I talk here, and then I, I, I'm a philosopher, so I, I do a lot of talking out there to the people, and and it's a, a, apparently it's open season on us. You can do what you want to to us if we make you feel a certain sort of way. Now we have critical race theory laws that are passing through state legislatures that say that I can be fired for making white kids feel uncomfortable about being, you know, you know, the um, the bearers of an unfortunate legacy that they need to make right. And then now you have an extra um, judicial violence sanctioned by one Will Smith that says that if I make a woman feel uncomfortable about anything that she doesn't have control over necessarily, doesn't matter what her status is, she can um, uh, like uh, some she can deputize some man or some man can self deputize to uh, to uh, to violently enforce her dignity or honor right to assault me right so there's a state sponsored sanction and an unofficial sanction that protects um well and, and the important thing women and for my purposes white women from from my quality of critique and as a black male there's a peculiar kind of vulnerability that comes with that right so there's something called black male vulnerability tommy curry's book the man not is actually a wonderful study that actually takes black male vulnerability seriously and what does it mean that so many people can just kind of point and other people will shoot a negro and so the the idea that like you're not only vulnerable because you're black you're peculiarly vulnerable because you're a man because regina hall made some jokes about actual their marriage the will smith um uh jada pinkett smith marriage and will smith didn't feel called to slap her and he was and she was on the moat like on the on the money like chris rock made a joke about jada pinkett smith not mrs will smith jada calling her um you know of comparing her to Demi Moore. And I've seen, first of all, G.I. Jane is a good movie. Like I, I, it's actually, I enjoyed it. And not just because Demi Moore was hot in it, but Demi Moore was also very hot in it. So it's not as if anyone could have played that. She didn't play someone sickly or anything like that. Like she like was awesome and gorgeous and bald and you know, awesome. <laughs> right. So like, Part of the movie was Demi Moore actually achieving something that Anne Bancroft, another woman senator, uh, didn't think she could achieve, and how that causes certain cause that certain problem. So, like the idea that mouthy black guys are vulnerable because they are mouthy black guys is a problem for not just me because I happen to be a mouthy black guy. By the way, if you support in support of mouthy black guys go ahead and go to www.funkyacademic.com and kick in 5 15 or 50 dollars a month because you need you the world needs more mouthy black guys we should be giving uh you know chris rock should deserve something like a purple heart for um being injured in the line of duty <laughs> uh, because the world needs mouthy black guys mouthy black guys make america great and so we need to we need our own month 
We need our own, uh, at least a week. Can I get a week in defense of mouthy black guys? Because mouthy black guys will save this nation's soul if it comes down to it. And, you know, you heard it here first. And, you know, and I do this for the kids. I do this for all the young mouthy black guys in there. Not just for myself, but for all of them. And uh, so we need to talk about Chris Rock and his vulnerability as a mouthy black guy who is a professional mouthy black guy. Like myself, like I'm a professional mouthy black guy who needs to be protected for free speech so that I help other people see the truth or for Chris Rock so he helps other people laugh. Like I, I, um, I appreciate, I, I, need, I need a culture that doesn't make guys like me more vulnerable, right? So now I'm vulnerable for making white people uncomfortable I could be fired according to some laws. And now, and I'm also vulnerable for making women, including white women, uh, uncomfortable. Uh, I, I am now, uh, the, can be the, the victim of extra, um, extra judicial violence, the legitimized victim of extra judicial violence. You've exposed me to clan rule, both in, in codified in the law and in the extrajudicial violence in a way that I do not feel comfortable. Nobody asked me. And I think this is an important thing. And it's and it was done through gender. And I think that's very important because a lot of what I you get a lot of people come here because I actually kind of pull back the veil in a way that's I think I think at least somewhat charming about how gender is used to enact a racial project. Right? So remember, Will Smith didn't smack Chris Rock for Will Smith, he smacked it to, or he's not being legitimized um, for doing it for him. He's doing it as to protect Jada, right? So it's this protection narrative that ends up somehow with violence done to mouthy black guys, of which I am one. But not only am I one, I hope to raise, I have a son, I hope he comes to be a mouthy black guy. And I'm just in defense of mouthy black guys in general, I think the world needs more of them, and someone needs to fight back. Um... And the peculiar kind of vulnerability that become that is that goes along with being a mouthy black guy, and there's also a peculiar kind of virtue that America needs that is only going to be produced, or most consistently produced through mouth through the words of mouthy black guys and through their vulnerability. Having had entire institutions sicked on me, like back when the University of Georgia was sicked on me, um, it turns out that it was a lady professor who who did it, and so like. There's a gender aspect of, of sicking people, sicking institutions on mouthy black guys that ends up being on the wrong side of racial justice, right? So now I can't make white kids uncomfortable in the classroom, and I can't make white women uncomfortable um, because then they can, um, you know, auto-populate or, like, be around someone who self-deputizes to, to assault me. Right? So it's not just, you know, I don't know. I no longer have to worry about just a bad review. I have to worry, like, although my course, my official course reviews are unlike anything the philosophy department at UGA has ever seen. But the official, like, you know, uh, like uh, some people get mouthy, right? So, um, like, that's a real peculiar kind of vulnerability that the culture is not really being sensitive to. Right, all these people who say like, "Well, nobody protects black women." That is both. That's we need to protect you from what, right? So like, 
we need to protect you from what? Yes and no. Like nobody protects black people, and that is expressed in black manhood and black womanhood in a different way. Like nobody protected Chris Brown, R. Kelly, or Little Wayne, or the baby from all being sexually molested. Right? Oh, you didn't think I was gonna go there. You thought uh, I was gonna talk about them as being perpetrators, but all the people I uh, named in addition to being perpetrators, were themselves long-term victims. Um, but nobody talks about that because there's a peculiar kind of black male, male vulnerability that means that they can't actually be victims of crime. Chris Rock, nobody's talking about Chris Rock being a victim. Like he's a victim. They can talk about, you might be able to talk about Jada being a victim. You might be able to talk about, um, um, not just Jada, you might be able to talk about Will Smith being an aggressor, but you don't talk about Chris Rock being a victim. And I, you know, I think we should center victims, right? Isn't that what responsible, isn't that what responsible uh, people do? And I'll say that, and why I say that is, I have a clip, not a clip. Uh, uh, here we go. I'm going to put it up and make it big, make it plain. For the world or the government If it was the president Then I would state facts You leave it up to me I'll paint the White House Black and it can feature in your front I had a Oh, you can see me now You can see me now Alright, good Good, good, good I thought the internet Was going to betray me I do not like being betrayed By the interweb um, but I think I can put up this clip and now I'm going to make it bigger so that you can see. And it's a woman who says, I decided that I would sit back and listen to women's voices, black women's voices on the issue on TikTok before forming an opinion as it was a black woman who was harmed in the scenario. As it was a black woman who was harmed in the scenario. I missed the part where, as it, like, I'll read, I'll read this again. I decided that I would sit back and listen to black women's voices about the issue on TikTok before forming an opinion, as it was a black woman who was harmed in the scenario. I missed the part where Will hit Jada. <laughs> I saw Chris Rock get hit. Unless we're gonna call that hate speech. Um, you know, talk about alopecia like myself and my victim, and I got a big old bald spot that's just on growing. It's like the sub-Sahara. It's like the Sahara Desert, just kind of expanding in the, the back of my head. And uh, I thought it was Chris Rock who was the victim, but apparently uh, I was. I'm, I'm confused because <laughs> no one's talking about Chris Rock as a victim, as a peculiar victim. And centering Chris Rock in the story, that's why I made this story. So because he's peculiarly vulnerable and vulnerable in a way that it's almost impossible to see him as a mouthy black guy as being a victim. He's not the right kind of victim. Black guys have to be the right kind of victim, right? Remember when we were talking about this with Michael Brown, he wasn't the he was the wrong kind of victim, right? Chris 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 Rock has to isn't the right kind of victim. Um, 
And so, and there are a lot of takes on, that are some variety of, well, he deserved this. I'm not, a, I don't, I don't, uh, um, I don't subscribe to violence, but Chris Rock deserved it. A lot of takes from like, you know, the, the, the feminist crowd. I don't subscribe to violence, but he deserved it. I'm a prison abolitionist, but he deserved this. That's ridiculous to me. Um, because, you know, you know, I did a whole video about this, how Jada's is her own person. And um, part of what it is to be a, her own person with her own job is to take lumps like everybody else who is fancy for a living. You are a public personality as your job. You get to go to the Oscars, and that means you get to take your stuff. And then someone said, well, you know, it's uh, women sicking guys to do their violence isn't a whole thing, to which I had to actually bring receipts because I happened to study some things. And it turns out that uh, this is from a guy named uh, Bonner. He's a Southern historian, um, and he was writing about the Civil War. And I just remember this because I thought it was pretty hilarious. I'll read, even Southern women whose suffering in war often proved in many respects to be greater than that of their menfolk have contributed in a high degree to the marital martial spirit of their section. In many Southern towns, on the outbreak of the Civil War, the girls sent white petticoats to those few young men who were slow to volunteer. Right? During World War II, the United Daughters of the Confederacy were, were the heirs to this tradition. So women have a role to play in sicking men on people they want violence done upon. Right? And so in the whole piece, Bonner is talking about why the military is vaguely Southern. <laughs> like, and, and if you talk to anyone in the military, they'll tell you that the military's kind of got a Southern accent, and that's not an accident because they're disproportionate to both officers and enlisted from the South because there's a martial spirit that's tied to, um, you know, race control. And it wasn't actual, like, an, the honor culture, and women are not innocent of this. So we have to talk about that. So we also have to talk about what it means that mouthy black guys can't make white people uncomfortable according to the, the state legislatures, and they can't make women uncomfortable um, without triggering extrajudicial violence. So you can get fired for making white people uncomfortable and you can, get, uh, you can get assaulted for making women uncomfortable. But if you're going to do serious uh, like work in redressing racism, it's going to involve making a lot of white women uncomfortable because a lot of racism is held down by versions of womanhood, right? And like they, they're the people who sick people on Negroes. It's not an, it's not an accident that so many lynchings emerged from... Um, you know, the accusation of rape and accusations of like wayward looking. <laughs> he eyeball raped me. That's gotten a few black guys killed. And then, you know, I, and I think a lot of these like fake feminists well, or real feminists, I don't know, but the ones who want, who want the carceral feminists who are okay with like violence as a means to uh, secure their comfort are they want the they want what carol bryant had carolyn bryant had and carolyn bryant's the one who sicked all the area men onto emmett till it was a trigger for the violence that ended up with emmett till dying right so no small number of, of, of black women want that as a means of protection and that's what will was offering and so when i see someone like um there's a, a tweet by Alana Van Zant 
the lifestyle guru lifestyle guru about how like we need more will smith and he was a real man and she's grateful for the wills um that makes me uh, uncomfortable because that creates a culture that actually makes it harder for me to live and not just eat but to actually live like she's made my life more dangerous insofar as you commit yourself to like actually getting to the root of racist systems right and i so and that's going to like provoke feelings in people and then the witnessing of feelings in some people is going to provoke duties in other people and those duties end up with me being assaulted right so this honor culture should be something that feminists argue against they should say like kareem abdul jabbar i think actually wrote a nice little essay about how you know these things infantilize infantilize jada and i think jada can do her job and part of her job is being the butt of jokes that's why she gets paid so much because then she gets into her town car with her husband and they drive through la amongst masses and masses of tent cities and the homeless to go home and like have their private chef make them a salad and then like relax in her in-house jacuzzi all paid by for by being a public personality so that's part of the cost will smith knows that's part of the cost he admitted as much he doesn't think so when you say that jada shouldn't have to pay that part of the cost you're saying that jada shouldn't have a real job and i have a problem with that so i also have like the, the idea that like people need to take seriously that this makes guys like me more unsafe and if you care about my safety um you know be team chris talk about blackmail vulnerability and what it means to be a black a mouthy black guy in a nation whose justice claims need mouthy black guys right so i'm going to do another one real quick um but i, I want to tie the things i want to tie the arguments together right so blackmail vulnerability is a peculiar place that black men are in not only being black but being male right tiffany haddish didn't get snapped uh, slapped regina hall doesn't get slapped but being black and male uh people prove their own identities by the violence they're willing to extend to you um uh you see this with like and you see that like there's a yeah anyway and also how that's licensed through both uh extra legal measures through everyone just applauding the culture of will smith slap or saying i don't support violence but somehow his assault on chris rock isn't violence <laughs> it's retaliation although will smith had to actually get up and and like haul his whole butt down there to do it walk that long walk to do it it's somehow retaliation so um that's what black male vulnerability is it's not just vulnerability from being black it's also it's vulnerability that's indexed to being black and male right that's what chris rock had and that's what we saw um, other people find their identity by the violence they're willing to do to um, black males, especially if they're straight. All right, so, and it's not especially, but peculiar. I don't think Laverne Cox gets gets hit like that, and I don't think um, RuPaul gets, gets hit like that. So there's that. Also, it's not just extrajudicial, it's actually judicial, that, like, not only can you not make women feel bad for being women in some way and anyway without triggering some sort of violent response you can't make white people feel bad 
and um and that's like as state le le like through the state legislature you'll get fired from your job as a history teacher or a theorist if like white kids are uncomfortable even if the history is uncomfortable and the theory is uncomfortable but very explanatorily powerful um, but if it makes doesn't matter how explanatorily powerful it is if it makes white kids uncomfortable it's um, verboten. It's it's disallowed. And if you're doing any really, if you're doing any real work on race and gender, it's gonna make white women uncomfortable, because like it's just every road leads there as like the bottleneck. Even if it's only ten percent of the problem, it's ten percent that's the bottleneck that you can't get to the other seventy percent because this ten percent is somehow untouchable, right? So if you're doing serious work on race, you're gonna run into gender. You can't talk about Emil Till without by just talking about the people who lynched him. You also have to talk about how it's triggered, which means that you have to talk about Carolyn Bryant. Um, so you're making people of my vocation, you're making it illegal to be people of a person of my vocation. All right, what that means? Go ahead, uh, talk about it. Go ahead, like I said, go ahead and kick it down in um, five, fifteen, or fifty dollars a month. In uh, www.funkyacademic.com. And like I said, I'm going to come right back and do another one on something completely different. Take care, and I will see you uh, if you're watching live in a few moments, if not uh, next week.